Jesus, we exalt your holy name. We exalt your wonderful name. We exalt your beautiful name. Lord Jesus, we exalt you in our hearts. We, we lift you high. So be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we, we are making a declaration that we love your name. Even things in our members may say otherwise, but yes, even in our heart, the desire of our heart is to, is to, yes. re to receive your name, Amen. to take up yes. your name, yes, to take it up all together, to receive it, to, to be part of your name, to be named by you. Father, we ask, Father, that you will make this desire of our heart a reality. Amen. And you bless us with your name. Amen. That you will baptize us in the name of the Father and Amen. of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That you will baptize us fully into all Amen. of the names that is in you. Yes. Names that is above all other names. Names that is sound. Every knee shall bow. That every knee must bow and every mouth must confess. Yes, Father, we ask today Amen. that you will bless us with your mighty Amen. name. Lord, we pray as we have come before you today, as we have come again to, to learn of you, to partake of you, we ask, Father, that you will have mercy on us tonight and shine your light. Lord, that you have mercy on us tonight and you grant us access into your wisdom tonight. In the name of Jesus, we ask, Father, that you will cause us to come into blessings tonight. Lord, that as many as will hear your word tonight, that you will cause increase in our soul, in our journey. In the name of Jesus. Father, we want to increase want to be added to. Yes, Lord. We ask, Father, that you will act to us tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you, Father, because you, you have heard us. So we now exhort our Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we blessed tonight? Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen.
Hope not too much movement. Amen, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, we thank God for, for mercy and kindness. Uh, it's been a blessing so far since we returned from Light Up America. Uh, first of all, I just want to welcome everyone tonight. Uh, welcome, Tsunami. You're welcome. Thank you for, for being seated here. Lord bless you and bless your, your labor. Amen. Amen. I just want to appreciate my lovely wife here as well for helping us in, uh, in worship and, and adding to us increasing uh, in grace and just helping our heart to align with the, with the spirit. Thank you so much. Uh, um, yes, yes, okay. Thank God for all that he has. Amen. Amen. He has been merciful, he has been kind. Uh, and hearing, hearing our preach has been, has been awesome. Amen. Sorry, let me quickly address this. Amen. Amen. I think it's better now, eh? Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Lord has been good. The Lord has been has been faithful. Uh, we have been uh, so as, we, as since we return, we have been just looking into the, the scripture, and the Lord has been faithful to us. Uh, thank you for ministering to us on Tuesday and on Saturday. You have helped us greatly. You have what you. What you preach has added to each and every one. It has helped the ministry of the word. So thank you so much for allowing the Lord to use you. Uh, it's time. It's, uh, uh, it's like I. Sh it's like I should just give you. Yeah, come and preach to us. I'll just sit down. All of us can can just hear you, men. But uh, we trust that the Lord would uh, give us grace to hear you more often. To, to hear from you so we can we can receive all the blessing that the Lord has put into you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let's open to uh, I guess well, 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 well. let's open to Romans 3 for now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I wasn't too too sure. Okay. Romans 3. I feel. Hmm. Praise the Lord. The Lord has been has been has been faithful. I think on Tuesday we we're looking more into the blessing that the Lord has put into the living soul. Right, that's last Tuesday, and uh, we know that the Lord has the plan for increase uh, in the living soul because the blessing. Uh, that the Lord put upon the living soul, the, that blessing is a is a blessing of increase, but increase not by addition, but increase by multiplication. So we we saw that, and the Lord made it uh, made it clear to us that uh, the destiny of every every soul, right, is that we ought to live a blessed life. And we began to see that the true we see we're seeing the true meaning of blessing, right. That blessing is not, it's not just, it's not just you know the blessing of cows, cars, houses, right? 
that the blessing that the Lord has put inside the living soul is much more than that, right? The, this, the blessing of the living soul is fruitfulness, right? being full of fruit, right? So part of the blessing of the soul is fruitfulness. So a soul must be fruitful, meaning uh, souls must souls are trees that must bear fruits. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, on Saturday, we began to see that there's a lot about being born again, right? And one thing that I think was clear is that the Lord was showing us things concerning righteousness, right? Um, there's a place I was going to go to, but I couldn't journey there. So I was, I was uh, hoping perhaps maybe I would continue today. In the, if you ask me honestly, uh, I'm not too sure. It's almost, it's almost like, you know, sometimes this thing, like I was saying on Saturday, sometimes when they come, before Tuesday arrive, and we don't, we don't address it on the same day that it came, before you blink, it may not come with that same way, but we receive it as the Lord has allowed us. Are we blessed already? Yes, sir. Uh, I guess, okay, maybe I can just, ah, I would have loved to just get a sense of uh, what blessed us on Saturday, but, uh, you know, maybe I should actually hear that, you know, okay, can we quickly just share what just blessed us on Saturday and then I'll flow from there, amen. It's, thank God that uh, we're not many, so we won't have too much argument. Amen. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. I will do the, the work of the present the soul. The cell. And then I think I can see. I can see it's okay. Amen. Amen. So I'll just quickly share what what blessed us and then I'll I'll flow from there. Um, I think from, from what I remember, are you talking about um, um, talked about a couple things, things that like stood out to me that I could remember um, was the fact that you talked about um, contentment, you talked about um, godliness with contentment, um, you talked about loving, uh, um, you talked about how our journey is not, is like our journey as Christian is about one thing. Yes. Just about one thing. Um, um, no, no, sorry. Two things: to love God with all our sh- uh, our soul, strength, and our mind, and also to love our neighbor. And said those two things is what the whole um, Bible, the whole gospel, is about. Um, those like those are the two things we need to worry about the most as Christians. Like any everything that we are learning and going through is supposed to um, like kind of funnel to that. Is like that is. The reason for the gospel, those two things, those are the, um, the two things Jesus is particular about. Um, and then um, you talked about righteousness being our inheritance. You talked about how um, every believer can come into righteousness as well. As well, you talked about um, um, you talked about how that righteousness has to be revealed to us. Um, and you said that the Lord wants to give us eyes. 
um, and the ice will be our understanding. You said how um, righteousness, our inheritance, is 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 what God has um, ordained for us as as Christians. You also talked about how our eyes have to be single. Mm. Talked about our eyes being single. Um, yeah, I think the the w the things that I could really really uh, remember was just how you emphasize on the two things that God wants us, um, God really wants from us, and what the gospel is about, um, loving God with all our all our soul, our might, and and our strength, and to love our neighbors, and those two things. That's what I really remember. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I'm not sure if I'm mixing the from what okay, uh, I think <laughs> said and what you said. But <laughs> Amen. I think I think uh, the only one thing I wanted to I think I'm not too sure, let me correct me, but I think what one thing I mentioned, like part of what I was saying is did I did I mention that um, the main thing about scripture is just about those two things? Mm, okay, because I, I think if I can remember, I'm trying to explain that this, the scripture is one thing, right? The journey of a believer. So okay, all this, all the scripture, they have the same thought because of the will of God for man, right? That the scripture is not addressing many, 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 many different, different, different things. They're just addressing one thing. Which is to bring to ensure that a soul journeys into God, right? But all, the scripture is explained. So what the scripture does? The scripture explains God, right? It's just it's talking about God, and it's also in doing so, it's talking about the destiny of the soul, right? Uh, so the whole thing, the whole what the whole scripture is about, is about the soul of man and its inheritance in God, right? That is not it's not about oh scripture is not about oh I use this scripture to marry, use this scripture to find this, use scripture to get job. It's not so divided into many things. The scripture is just one thought, right? Which was in the mind of God. So when you when you open from Genesis to Revelation, you now realize that there are, there are patterns you'll be seeing. So journey, God. So journey, God. If you go to Genesis, you see there all the way to uh you know, um, all the way to Revelation. I mean, Old Testament, then you get to Matthew, and then from Matthew to Revelation, all you just be seen is the journey of the soul and then God. Soul, journey, God. So, Scripture, when you begin to read it, as they are interpreting each other, they will be talking about all these things. It may come in different ways, but they are all talking about how a soul is going to end up in God and how God is going to inherit people. That's it, right? Uh, that, and as I, I was mentioning, okay, the law, and I think, I don't know if I was clear, but I was trying to explain that when the Lord was giving the law to Israelite, that the law, those Ten Commandments, yeah. just about two things. Yeah. Loving God and loving neighbor. So the law is divided into two. That, that's what Jesus said later. No, uh, the law was plenty, say Ten Commandments, right? Now that there's five here for God, five here for man, right? Don't have any other God before me. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. <laughs> so there's that. 
but I'll let let my wife talk. Okay. In Romans um, 3, he talked about how none is good. Um, emphasized Romans 3, verse 10. You said none yeah. is righteous. Um, like no one is righteous. Mm. Um, you read the Bible verse and it's written, there's no one righteous, no one, not even one. There's no one who understands. There's no one who seeks God. And you talked about how we, but we can't come to that righteousness because it's our inheritance. But yes. naturally, none is none is in that state yeah mm. awesome thank you it's okay just just say what blessed you mm. what blessed me just what Senami just lastly said um i know the you started with um like the things that actually blessed me i'm just going to pick from the few i can draw out from within me um. You started with um, not being, not being, uh, not despising milk, because the emphasis is that the Lord wants us to grow. Yes. And milk mm. is not, is not something that ought to be despised or to let go of, because it's from there we grow. That milk is like a skeleton that flesh meat is added to to form like a, a body. Yeah. So um, with that, I think you were just emphasizing how w the state of man, like what man, what's, wha why man can't really, um, I think the essence of growth that you were saying is that the church hasn't come to that understanding where of how this growth works because if if people um if you are telling people about begin to explain and expand on um why they need to grow they'll be like okay <laughs> um i have jesus i'm righteousness of god you know this kind of um, affirmations and proclamations that are already true in our spirit but that aspect of growing in growth in the soul is not really clear like to the body and this is what the lord wants he wants us to all grow to all move into righteousness into the learning of righteousness even to the understanding of righteousness and that's why you were reading romans 3 where it said there's none that is righteous no not one there's none that seeketh after god no not one then you stressed on there's none that understand it no not one he said understanding is very key to see okay. sorry I can't, I can't remember but there was something you said in particular about understanding it's not coming to my mind though but like i was going to say that part that righteousness ought to be revealed to us otherwise we would not be able to find it but i was really stressed that it has to come to us by revelation the Lord has to bring it in one way or the other for us to be able to receive it and inherit it and grow because we need it in order to grow. That was just the like leading to one I was going to add. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, I think uh, I'll read uh, Romans chapter 3 and I'll read from verse. 
3. Sorry, verse 10. Sorry, verse 10. Let me verse 9, actually. It says, what then are we better than they? No. In no wise, for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all on the scene. We have proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all on the scene. That both what Jews and Gentiles they are all they are both on the scene. Amen. Amen. I like this statement for some interesting reason. Right? Say both Jews and Gentiles they are all they are both on the scene. So what does this mean? Right? Right? What does this mean when you say both Jews and Gentiles, they are both on the scene? Right? Uh, I like this, the way these scriptures are written. It's too beautiful. Right? Because, you know, when we are having the argument, I think this is just a little bit more buttressed to what I said on Saturday. Right? When the scripture is saying that Jews and Gentiles are both on the scene, that's what it means. Why? Because there's what Jews mean, there's what a Gentile mean. Right? And there's what a Jew means today. That's what a Gentile means today. So there is no Jews and Gentiles then disappear and then move into today, we only have believers. Mm -mm. There's a way that I think I was, I was also explaining this on Saturday. Who a Jew is? Who a Gentile is? What advantage has the Jew? Right? Amen. Bible is awesome. Do we like Bible? Yes, sir. I like Bible. I like Bible too much. Bible is too awesome. Ah, it's too sweet. Right? So funny, simple, simple things like this is blessing my soul, right? You know, maybe not speaking simple, but it's simple. So both Jews and Gentiles, they are both understanding. But that's what that means, right? The scripture is not just there. I hope we are, we are following. Amen. Now, these things that, that we are teaching, that you know, we are understanding, right, is, is very important because they will become the, the, the body of understanding that understanding can rest on. Now, you might be wondering, okay, you know, maybe I'm teaching and you think maybe I'm just one superman that's, you know, that's just, you know what, really, it's just understanding, really. And the, so, most of the time, the way the Spirit of the Lord moves with each and especially, I'm not teaching about Revelation, but part of what Revelation is, does is revel the Spirit of Revelation, right, just opens up what is here, right? And when it's opening it up, is it 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 builds on understanding. When you understand something, right, it can come again to establish that understanding better from another angle, from a different angle, right? So when revelation begins to flow, revelation can begin to explain many, 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 many things. and then after it has been explained, later it can come back. So the things that I explained before, build and... But one, one integral part of 
revelation is that if revelation comes and it explains something to you and you throw it away or not pay attention to it, right, uh, and just pick on what you want, you realize that it might be difficult for the spirit of revelation to build on your understanding. And the reason is because every tool that they are giving you now, everything you are hearing should sit inside of you as understanding. By now, right, I'm, well, I'm just saying, no. let me not say by now. So from Saturday, there's a few things that was explained that if we pick it, those things, when you begin to open Bible, that thing can begin to talk to you. As you are reading, certain things that were explained, if we pick it, can begin to talk to you. And, be one, and you might be wondering, where's Revelation? Where's Revelation? I want Revelation too. But it's there. Everything you've been hearing is spirit. Most of the time, the reason why Revelation may not come is because maybe we are not positioned properly for it. Right? Why? Because when we are hearing a word, we don't, we don't necessarily, sorry, I'm just trying to explain something. We don't necessarily want have a believing heart. And that believing heart is almost is a heart of faith whereby you 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 are willing to take whatever is being said scripturally. Yeah, you are willing to take understanding. So as they are saying it here, you may not even know it, but you are taking note. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So they are saying this. Oh, okay. They say Jews is this. They say. A gentile is this. Okay, ah, okay, so this is why a Jew is. This is why a Jew. Oh, okay. They say Gentiles. Uh, they say Jews have an advantage over the Gentiles. Okay, what advantage? Oh, they have the oracle. Oh, what is the oracle? Why do they have the oracle? All these little, little, little details, right? Those are things the spirit of revelation can latch on and then begin to teach you, begin to give you understanding. I'm just giving us a quick sneak peek into these things. It's easy, right? If we apply our heart right, it's not, it's not difficult. And there's nothing in the spirit that is difficult. The only, we, I think I've said this before, it's just us. We are the, we are the difficult aspect of things. Amen. Amen. And I'm saying this thing because I want us to really, really understand. And I want us to be paying attention to information. Let me not call it information. I want us to be paying attention to spirit. Because it's not information, it is spirit. I don't know why that it is now that this son decided to come out. Thank you. Aha. I think no, it's actually just that side, Sha, but I never know what. If you can note it out. Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I wonder why. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Yay. It was giving me that's I decided to pack before now it's showing. Amen. Sorry for the distraction. So these little, 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 little things, they are, they are foundational. If you ask me, many of the times when I began to listen to, you know, when I began to really, really grow in the word of righteousness, if it, the things I was listening to are not big, big, uh, uh, well, they are big, big revelation to me, right? But when you really look at it, they're not things difficult. It's just things that they were teaching concerning Bible. But the Bible explained for a reason, just so you know. There is nothing that is written inside the Bible that is not useful. Right? 
which is why we should not pick and choose what we like inside the Bible. And the same way we can't pick and choose what we like inside the Bible, we can also pick and choose what we want to hear. One thing must be established in every believer. Everything that is being taught, you can understand. Don't ever feel that you can't understand mysteries. Or that is all those things that they are teaching. Everlasting life, eternal life, word, spirit, word, sword, fruit, tree. All those things, the way they explain it, uh, 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 see, it's for them. Me, I can't understand things like that. No, 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 no. There's a reason why the word is coming that way. Every time a word comes, there's a reason why it comes. I was asking the Lord one day like that. I said, ah, okay, because most of the time I think about these things. Things, because you might, you might be wondering, maybe because you know something, you know, there's no need to you just, ah, somebody wants to shut down growth. I just, every single time I keep reinforcing understanding, I just I ask, I ask myself again, I'll be asking myself the same question. As if I didn't know it before. Just so things can flow. I just ask. Sometimes, so why do revelation come the way they come? Why do they come big? Sometimes big, big, okay. Why? Why does it not just come? You know everybody will be like, the gospel is simple. Why does it come that way? And part of what, this, what the Spirit began to explain to me is, uh, one, number one, do you know the complexity of souls? Say no, okay. The, re- the word comes the way it comes because of the soul. There's something particular about souls that the word has to come the way it's coming. That if it does not come that way and it comes any other way, it may not un- it may not lose things in soul. Number one, the soul of man is meant to handle mystery. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Only God knows if I'll be able to even Because <laughs> I think I like what I'm talking about. Okay. Number one, do you know that your soul is designed to handle mysteries? So when they are, your soul is not meant to handle biscuit, fish, bread, Houses, cars, uh, what else? Career, job. I think Saturday I was talking about career. Yeah? Now, now I'm gentle. I was like, ah, why did I talk that way? It was as if something was on me. <laughs> I was like, ah, my wow, the way I talk. Now I'm calm. I don't think I can do it. Maybe I, you never know. Maybe I can talk like that again, but I'm calm now. But really, really, I'm just, I'm just saying one thing is that your souls are designed to handle mysteries. Meaning that you can understand mystery. And if the word does not come the way it's coming, mysteriously, it may not, it may not really do the work that is designed to do within the soul. The soul is complex. The soul is inter is 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 a is a the soul is made with an eternal fabric. Meaning that the soul can actually contain Eternity. If you throw it inside it, it will take it. And who else is eternal? God. Meaning that the soul is intended to contain God. What the Lord, what the Lord designed the soul for, 
So this thing I'm saying, right, is simple, but begin to think about it in any. The Lord will help help, help you understand better. Think about it in different, 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 different ways with Scripture. The soul is designed to handle mystery. It's designed to handle eternity. Let me use that way. The soul is an eternal material. It is. Just take a piece of the soul, begin to stretch it. It will expand. It's like the universe. The universe keeps expanding. Every moment, every second, every minute, the universe is expanding. If you check the check, science will tell you that it keeps expanding. And it will keep expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding. As it's expanding, more galaxies are being born. More uh, planets are bettered. And it's expanding. Because when new things are bettered, it will expand to contain the new ones. Right? And the way that God is too awesome. So I tell me there's no God. Ah, it's a fool who says that there's no God. It's a fool that will say that. So it's clear everybody somehow in this world knows that it's a God. It's foolish that it's making them deny God. There's no way that you have someone. How can this be by, 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 by accident? When new stars are born, the universe expands to allow space. You know why? Because the way God has designed it, <laughs> that's why I'm saying there's God, that galaxies, stars, planets, they must be in a, in a is this partial arrangement? There must be space. If you see any two stars together, either one will somehow either they collide or one eats up the other. Right? So eventually, if they stay too close, they will destroy each other. Right? Because one might enter the part of the other and then... And you have stars that, that merge, right, in the galaxy. You have stars that do that, right? But as stars are dying, new ones are being born. But as, bless you, as, as stars, new stars are birthed, you realize that the universe needs to expand. So as the universe is expanding, stars are being born, galaxies are being formed, right? You have suns. So as it expands, it's expanding, it's, it's, it's expanding to contain all of the planets planetary bodies that it houses. It's the same way the soul is. Meaning that your soul can expand and it can expand to take new revelations. It can expand to take new informations of the spirit. It can. The Lord said it such that it is not inferior to what can handle God. If it is inferior, it won't be able to take all that is of God. Right? Then it will have a limit. Then it will have, it won't be able, it won't be able to grow up to him in all things. The soul is designed to grow up to God in all things. So it's not, it's not just a, a one-time thing. It's not just, I just know revelation today. Or, oh, that revelation is just for them. No, no, no. There's a reason why it's coming the way it's coming. And the simple, simple ones too. The reason why it's coming the way it's coming. The ones that we can easily you know, pick from. And there's a way. Why? Because there's a level of complexity that can understand that. It is also needed for the soul. Right? 
But all those ones that seems hard, hard, difficult, difficult, yes. It is important that we don't shut our heart whenever we are hearing revelation. And again, when I'm hearing revelation, even the ones that is new, that they are bringing forth, that I don't know, I've never heard before, I still position my heart, okay, okay, this one, this, this. Why? I want to, I'm not, because there's a way the heart can be that once you start hearing, there's is a is a silent operation. Yeah. The soul just go on vacation. Once you start hearing complex, okay, this one sounded. I may not. Okay, this one is just what pastor alone can understand. Why is pastor teaching it? Right. So there's a reason why the soul is the way it is. It is a. It was made with a, with an eternal fabric. So it's intended to take all that is eternal. God has eternal life. God is eternal. Therefore, the soul has the capacity to take all of God. Now, there's one thing particular to the soul, and it is understanding. The food food of the soul is also understanding. The soul needs understanding. It rejoices when it understands. It's a joyful expression. The moment souls understand, it's like because you just fed it with life. The moment you just fed it with what it can use to expand, right? Why am I saying this? I'm saying that you can understand God. You can understand all these mysteries that they are teaching. It can be understood. So it's not just for the Eli. It's not just for those that know Bible. It's for every soul. And the Lord is saying them, the way they are coming, because of the one, the nature of the soul, which means it is meant for to handle mysteries. Two, because of what Satan has done. Meaning that it has, what Satan has done to the soul is a twisted work. Right? Which is, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's a twisted understanding that, or it's a twisted knowledge that Satan has given to men. So because it's twisted, you don't know which... Uh, uh, was, I, was I saying it to somebody? I can't remember, but the way it was, I was seeing it is when you have a week, right? You have a week of a lantern or a week of a candle. You know they twist them like this. When you untwist them, you see that each strand we see that week is even awesome. The way Satan has twisted souls of men is even worse than that. Such that it's like you have if you have an entangled knot, I don't want to break it. You know, there's a way you do it. You'll be taken one by one, remove it, then you open it. Then when you see it has to go, then you move one. You don't move everything because if you do, you tear it. Then maybe maybe it's rope or whichever it is. You are on time. You know you are careful with one spot, one line at a time. You'll be on time then, right? So sometimes when revelation are coming the way they are coming, that's the work it's doing to untie. So it knows which strand to pick. Okay, this one is one we have to. Okay, then let's go. And then the spirit of God knows the wisdom on how to get to that strand because there's always a path to a week. So it will go, it will trace it to untwist it. So that's why most of the time, revelation come the way they come. Sometimes, when, when it comes in a way, some souls will pick it. 
although it's for many, many souls, right? It's for all of us. But based on the way souls are configured, some of them will pick it, some of them won't. Why? It's our limitations, our positions, the way we are. But there's a wisdom in, but if that soul can take it, it can untwist things. So it's almost like Satan has done plenty, plenty work to twist it and they put a safeguard to it such that when re, re, uh, salvation is coming by word to untwist the soul, the soul would, the defense mechanism would come. And the truth is, the person doing it doesn't know. Yeah. Just be like, this is my life, okay. Those defense mechanisms could be, ah, it's not for me. But the soul would think it's it that is thinking it. But not really. It's Satan. I mean, I can't understand. I can't understand this one. Or even if, it, if, if, even if you don't say it, it can just be a heart posture inside that. Yeah. Okay, that one. Okay, let me wait. Let me wait for the one that is that is for me that I can take. But not really. It's it is Satan's mechanism to ensure that salvation does not reach the soul. That salvation does not touch that soul. Right? It is it is Satan's wisdom. To, to keep men in bondage. But the truth of the matter is that mystery is for the soul. You, what your dest, see, your mystery is your food. The moment when, why? Because mystery speaks adventure. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mystery what? Speaks adventure. Mystery speaks adventure. The moment the soul lands in mystery, it discovers an adventure. Say, hey, ah, there's an adventure here. Why? I don't know. I want to know. Why do you think most of the times it's curiosity? Sometimes, don't you think curiosity gives some level of joy? When souls are curious, it's like something is pulling them. You know, know about it. So, I don't want to know, Jerry. Something will be pulling you. Are you sure you don't want to know? Go and know that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask. Okay. Yeah. Imagine maybe they, they are saying something in front of you. Something inside, and you don't know. Something inside of you would want to ask, what are they talking about? Yes. Right? Or maybe just learning in the midst of friends, and they have been talking about something, you just heard a bit, and you, and you see the way they are talking. Ah! Okay. Sir, what are you guys talking about? Why do you think you didn't just ignore everything and just yeah. sit down and just do your thing? And then after they are finished, are you guys done? Okay. There's a reason why you won't just do that. There's a reason why you land there. You first of all be putting your ear down. Okay, what are they saying? Then when you have a, ah, okay, maybe that's okay. So guys, what are you guys talking about? I want, to, I want to join the conversation. It's because by default, the soul needs to know. The soul likes revelation. The soul loves mysteries. But not just mystery. He loves solving them. Once, once there's, what's the mystery? is what you don't know. What there is something you don't know. You want to know it. Hmm? Oh, they're talking about something. Just land. Ah. Sir, what are you guys talking about? It's a, it's a soul nature. It's a design of the soul. To have a quest to solve mysteries. It must solve mysteries. If, it if it's not solving mystery, it will be sad. Mm. 
It will be sad. Let me ask you, what do you think you use your mind to do all the time during throughout the day? You're actually solving mysteries. Or you don't think so? You go to work. Even to shower is a mystery you're solving. <laughs> so I just said that because it's just a funny thing, right? You wake up. Oh, what am I going to do this? Oh, I have to go shower. Oh, I have to go shower. I want to shower quickly. Uh, I go to work. You are solving mysteries. You are, you are giving something for your soul to do. It's thinking about it. Then you land at work. Whatever it is you are doing. Okay, all right. Okay, they say we should do this. What does it mean when you say look for challenging things? Yeah. Well, Career-wise, right? Career, what am I talking about mystery now? Mm. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. We'll, go to, we'll go to Ephesians chapter 2. Because mm. I think I've been talking about which, ah, Romans 3. Romans 3. Okay. Maybe there's not too much talk around this mystery thing. Then we'll come to Romans. But I, I, know, I hope we get a sense of what I'm trying to say about when it comes to revelations, when it comes to mysteries. I think that's what I'm talking about, that we must be, we must be open inwardly and positioned for to receive mysteries, to take understanding. To, why? Because it's the destiny for your soul. Don't let Satan cheat you that you can't understand. And don't let Satan cheat you that... Big, big mysteries is just for big, big pastors. No. Mysteries is for souls. Every soul must understand. And there's a reason why you must understand mystery. It's so that you can lay hold of your inheritance. Mm. Amen. Amen. So let's read uh, Ephesians. Ah! Should I read it? Huh? You asking me? Ephesians 2, sorry. Is it three actually? Sorry, it's three, not two. Lord help me. <laughs> this Bible I'll get used to you by force. Amen. Amen. So we'll go to chapter three. It says, For this cause I, Paul, prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard, of the dispensation of the grace of God. Okay, let's read this. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, it's as if when I came to this Ephesians, it's as if I am running away from something. But let me so I quickly read it and then go back to Romans. Amen. So I guess maybe I shouldn't spend too much time on this this revelation thing. Praise the Lord. It says now therefore ye are no. Okay, let me read from chapter. 2 verse 22. 21, let me read from 21. It says, In whom all, okay, you know what? Let's read from 19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saint and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophet. Ye are built upon the foundation of the apostles. And prophets. So what I want to see here is building. Build. It says, And Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, fitly framed together, 
groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. You see, that what they are raising here is a building. And like I said, the destiny of every soul, right, is to inherit God. And God was inheriting the soul. There's a reason why they are building each one, every soul, a temple. Because what does a temple do? What is a temple? Amen? What is a temple? You know what you put no temple now. Eh? Okay, but that's that's for God. But we have many temples, right? What do they what people what do people use temple for? It's a house of worship. And people that have a temple, they believe something. That whoever they are worshipping is in that temple. The temple of the Lord. The temple of Baal. The temple of well, Roa. The, the temple of who's Kemush? Kemush. Okay. The temple of uh, what's that song god? Apollo. The temple of Diana. Now, when you hear that, the temple of, the temple of, meaning their house. But scripture here is telling us that we have a temple, the temple of God. That's what they are building, right? So, because for the Lord to, to inhibit the temple, it must, the temple must be raised. The temple must be built. And the moment you build a temple, what happens is that God comes to dwell in there. That's what it's for. And we see that in Exodus, I believe, 40, when Moses raised up the tabernacle. The moment, and when he finished the work, then what happened? See, the presence of the Lord rested upon the tabernacle. Meaning that the moment a building is finished, the next is to inhabit, to inhabit. Just like you have houses here, people that build houses. The moment the house is done, completed, what happens? Owners move in to live. The purpose of building is so that you can come and live there. Right? Even if it's for cabin that you live in once in a while. Right? Every building is meant for to be lived or inhibited. Amen. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles, prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. It says, in whom ye also are built together. See, I like Bible because it, was, it has already finished what I was just saying. It has finished it. It says, in whom ye also, meaning you, also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So they are telling us that the, how, how they are raising the building is through the Spirit. Praise the Lord. And what habitation? Through the Spirit. Through the Spirit. For you are built together for an so they're telling us the purpose of the building. In whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of who? Of God. So they're telling us that they are raising you and I as a building of God. Right? If they're saying that, please tell me. Can somebody now tell me that ah, this letter that they are writing to Ephesians, they're saying that they are 
building them. Ye also are builded together for an habitation of God. So, through the Spirit, meaning that it is through the Spirit that they can raise this building. Can somebody that just received the Spirit have a building already? They are saying that they have to build it through the Spirit. So when you get born again, and then you have Holy Ghost. The purpose of being born again is so that Holy Ghost can begin a, a work of building, can begin to raise. What is doing it? The Holy Ghost is raising a temple unto God. So the Holy Ghost is a, is a temple raiser, raising a temple unto God. Those temples will inhabit God. So you now have individual temples, and then you now have a company of temples. So every person is a building. And then, you know, that's what that's actually what now forms the temple of God. If this is I'm saying is in the book of Revelations. So when you go to Revelation, they're not talking about uh, uh, the pillars of the temple. They've been talking about the gates. Now they began to talk about people as the gate, right? We're going to talk about the temple of God, which is people, not angels anymore. There's a reason why they are saying all those things. This is the work that they are doing. So the work that they are doing is for, is for a future, is for the world to come. Amen. Amen. Let me go further. Say so through the Spirit, right, you are built an habitation of God through the Spirit. And then Paul is now telling us in, in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, say, for this cause, so what cause? For the cause of Raising a building, right? Having a building. I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus, for you Gentiles. Now, here, uh, I'm not talking about the sense of Jews and Gentiles that I was talking in Romans 3. Now, Paul is, is, is categorically saying to the Gentiles because Paul, uh, after Paul was, oh, let me say, after Paul began, became born again, they realize that he have a grace to the Gentiles, to minister to the, to preach to the Gentiles, which were in the which 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 put it this way, the the order of Jews and Gentiles, right, was in the in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, when Jesus died, right, he removed that wall of partition. There's no more Jews and Gentiles, but just all children. Not of God though. So there's no more Jews and Gentiles in the spirit. But in the natural, you know, the Jews still believe uh, we are, but God has removed that. Right? Because God has changed the testament. They've changed the order. So Jesus came, removed the world partition. There's no more separation between a Jew and a Gentile. Everybody, right, has become guilty before God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we now see, say, for to you Gentiles. So here, Paul, when he came to the, the apostles, he had grace to preach to the Gentiles, right? And they sent him to go and preach to the Gentiles, or who the people consider the Gentile nations. And then the rest were preaching to the Jews. 
So, and it, by this is even clear that there's no more separation. Why do they need to preach to the Jews and Gentiles? Because both the Jews and the Gentiles need, need. They both need the message. Right? Meaning that, technically, both Jews and Gentiles are the same. If both need the word. Praise the Lord. So let me read further. It says, If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, what? Ah! Thank God. I think I'll, I'll close quickly today. I think, I think I just want to encourage us concerning this aspect. I feel even as though I should read Romans 3. But I want us to pr- continue praying. Perhaps on Saturday, my heart fell, my character seared. God will give grace to talk more on Romans 3. I feel, I feel there's still a wave in that Romans 3, right? And it's almost like I dodged it in a way. But the Lord will help us. We'll be able to find our route on, on, on Saturday. But what threw me here was, you know, I started talking about both Jews and Gentiles. Right, uh, under sin. That's that's what I wanted to explain. Both Jews and Gentiles are under sin. So we need a little bit more insight. But I think I w- I'm talking about them a bit. But let me let me make this thing clear that I'm I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. So for for this cause, I Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for for you Gentiles, if ye have heard. Of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Praise the Lord. Are we reading this? Can we read it together? Say, how, verse 3, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words. Verse 4, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Praise the Lord. You see here that what they are talking about, that Paul saying, that when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. What is he saying to you and me? That when you read my letters, I believe you're not just efficient letters that this is for. Romans, Ephesians, Corinthians, Galatians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Timothy. It means that when you read, it says, as I wrote a four in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of... Meaning that the intent of Paul's letters is to make men understand a mystery called the mystery of Christ. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Alleluia. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Alleluia. Amen. I want us to see something. Praise God. <clears throat> so, uh, so it says that, that you may understand. Okay, I think this is what I want to say. Is that but when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. So it says, when you read, you may understand. So it is clear that there's something he's saying that here. Is that he's not writing to them such that they can't understand. Now, when you and I read Bible every day, it seems as if it is, ah, oh, I can't understand that. It's huge. Maybe because we've been hearing different revelations, right? Or for word of righteousness, that you're hearing revelation and revelation, like, ah, oh, Bible is hard, though. Bible can't be understood. You can understand. If Paul is writing to the Ephesian church, that when you read, you may understand. Meaning that the purpose of writing these things is actually for your understanding. Meaning that you can understand Bible. You just have to open yourself to the Spirit. You just have to open yourself to the Spirit that wrote it. That's it. And how? Most of it. And also the Spirit that wrote it, teaching it. When things are being thought, just pay attention to the Word. Give heed to the Word. This giving heed is coming another way today. It's the same. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the message. Giving heed to the Word. Why am I saying this thing? I know because if we can position ourselves properly, honestly, we can, we can journey with revelation. We can journey with doctrine. Amen. Amen. We can what? We can journey with doctrine. So it says that ye may understand my me, my not my my understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Right? So Christ has mysteries. That's to tell us one thing that Christ is actually is an adventure for your soul. Because souls love mysteries. Soul is designed to decipher mysteries. One of the greatest joy that a soul can have is discovering a problem and, and having a solution to it. How many of us have been trying to do something and at the moment you get it and you solve it, you are very excited. That thing is talking about a soul nature. That's the same way the soul should be excited when it discovers riches. You know that these things are for discovery. What you call mystery, right, is are things that are hidden for to be discovered. Right? And there's a word Paul used for it in this same verse. Let me read further. I say, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. It says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. See this thing, they're just making it a lot clearer, right? That Gentiles should be fellow heirs 
and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ. You now see that there's a promise in Christ, right? You have Jews, Gentiles, which the Jews believe that they are the only ones that have the inheritance of God. That they are the only ones that God has promised himself to. But they didn't understand that, yeah, sorry, there was a time whereby I could have just used only you to redeem the whole world. But you were not able to enter into my rest. So therefore, I have to make another plan. I mean, of course, God knows all things, right? But I believe if Israel was able to respond to God by that mount of Sinai, I'm sure all of us who, by one way or the other, found ourselves in Israel by now. What do I mean by that? Is there won't be a need for Christ to come. There won't be a need to be. They will be the one preaching to all the Gentiles. And eventually, they have to preach to the, to the Gentile nations. But but that initial calling them to God and people of God, they, the Jews feel so special. Why? Because God chose them. But they, but they, they are still basking in the in the old old glory. <laughs> let me not use the, let me not, but what I want to say is old glory. Why? When you go read Genesis to to Exodus to Leviticus to 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 Joshua, right? See how the Lord was leading them, bring them out of Egypt, part the Red Sea, give manna, angel day and night, physically, cloud of fire by night, cloud by day, right? Pillar of pillar of fire and night, pillar of cloud by day. You think they are not seeing it? They are seeing. <laughs> why? Why? Let me ask you. Why couldn't Egypt pursue them? Because it's a pillar of fire. How how were they able to cross the Red Sea eh? before Egypt could land? Something was delaying them. They have a pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day. Amen. So, they were basking in old glory, not knowing that when Jesus came, they couldn't even descend Jesus. He broke the wall of partition. And you now see what I was saying earlier that Paul began to explain here. Say that the Gentiles, right, should be fellow heirs, right? Fellow heirs means, ah, which day was I explaining this? Was it? I think it was a, oh yes, it was before that of America, I began to explain uh, the aspect of an heir, right? A fellow heir means someone that is, is destined to inherit. You know, in that international, you only have one heir, the first. But Jesus, God, how many heirs? It's not just, not only Christ alone. Christ is the first amongst many brethren. And then we can be joint heirs with him. So you're not saying that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ. Amen. By the gospel. It says, wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual 
working of his power. Say, unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should what? Preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I should preach what the unsearchable riches of Christ. What is what is unsearchable? Unsearchable means you can't search it. Can't find it. Unsearchable means ah what's the Yoruba word for this thing? Yoruba used to explain all these things well. Unsearchable is Yeah, that's the word that is coming, but it's un- I think that's unsearchable. Un- un- is our marriage means you, s- but that search means you are seeking, but you couldn't see. You search, but you couldn't see. But you not seeing is making you on, is making it unsearchable. But there's, there's a sense I'm still saying. When you say something is unsearchable, meaning that you can't even begin to search. Right? It is on, there are things that you can search. Right? Things you can search for are things you know. Right? Are, have, you ever, have you ever, can you say you are searching for something that you don't know? I'm looking for something and I don't know what it is. I'm looking for something but I don't know what it is. No. To search means that you must know what you are looking for. Right? You have to know what you are looking for. Unsearchable means it's a mystery. It, it has to, it's, it's, a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But mysteries are mysteries are the adventure of souls. Mysteries are your adventure. You should not be afraid of mystery. You should be looking for mysteries. Okay, now I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that people should now not should be looking for mysteries without Spirit and without Christ. Why am I saying this? Because there are, there are souls that all they are just looking for is big, big mysteries and dramas. That when you ask them, ah, do, you, do you know the mystery of, the, of 10, 10, 10 o'clock prayer? Or, or 3 a.m.? Do you know the mystery of 3 a.m. prayer? Hmm. Do you know the mystery of the seven seas? Calm down. No, it's, it's, it's all mystery that is a mystery. It's all mystery that souls will be searching for. The mystery that souls should be searching for is the knowledge of God. Any mystery that does not end in the knowledge of God is not mystery that souls should be pursuing with all their life. If it does not end in God, I'll just tell brother, sister, calm it down. Please be what? Calm it down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let me, I think I'm, I'm just, uh, no, I don't. I don't think, ah, 
I've already spent one hour talking about this one, so I don't think. Well, let me not let me not be kind. Of, I guess let's just, I'll just flow like that. But I felt this. I was just supposed to. Uh, I feel I'm just supposed to encourage us, right, regarding this aspect of understanding mysteries. How many of us have ever felt that mystery is not for us? There is all these big, big things. It's just, it's not for me. It's for, even though we know we are hearing there, but mystery, ah, it's, it's only for all these pastors that are sitting and hearing them. Yeah. I know most of us have, have felt that way before. But I want you to understand that mystery is for you. Is your, is your, mystery is your, is your playground. Mystery is the food. Is the way the Lord has built your soul. You are built to learn mysteries. Amen. You are built to understand mysteries. You are, bu- you are actually built for to learn mysteries. If you ask him, what was Adam learning in the in the garden? Adam was learning mysteries. You know, you know that that tree is also a mystery. Because you have to learn, then eat, learn, then eat. Whatever requires learning has to be a mystery. What do you you learn what you don't know. So the Lord, when the Lord was creating the living soul, the Lord made the living soul a mystery, a mystery lover. A mystery discerner, a mystery searcher. When you check, check, just check within yourself, you know that you yourself, you 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 are you are a lover of mysteries. You are already learning mysteries, though. In case you don't know, maybe you think ah, mystery is not for me, just you don't know you're already learning mystery. The 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 wisdom of this world that men are using, what do you think it is? It's a mystery. Or you don't think it's a mystery? The wisdom of this word is a mystery. It is also a mystery. Why am I saying this? Anything that is not a mystery cannot access the soul. For things to access the soul, it must, be, it must come as a mystery. And that's what the scripture referred to, it, to, thing, to, to these things as the mystery of iniquity which doth already work. See, the mystery of iniquity which doth already work. If iniquity is a mystery, then it is clear his things will be mysterious. Satan, don't think Satan knows some mysteries? Satan knows, maybe over time, when he, when he killed Adam, if he thought that Adam just fall by the, Adam will fall by the blade and he's gone. Then he realized, ah, looks like he died, but he didn't die. What was happening? Then he began to study that. Oh, this is it. Then sin light at thy door. Why is sin lying at the door? Sin light at thy door. Although by one man sin entered, but as he entered, he's still looking for entrance. Then, then he lied at the door. Then Cain just opened the door. Hello, sin. You can come in here. Perhaps, maybe sin had access to the spirit, but sin did not have access to the soul. And he's saying, ah, so, okay, I have access to the spirit of men. I've killed them. Because sin has a goal. It's sin has death. Sin wants to kill. If a soul plays with sin too much, the end is death. 
I said, play too much. Play small, Seth. Not too much. Just play small. The end is dead. Amen. So, all these things came as a mystery. Why? Because by the time people discover what they can do, it was a discovery to their soul. Imagine when they discovered that they can build cities. Imagine when they began to discover that they can make weapons of war. Eh? They are using arrow and spear and later it graduated to gun and and uh, you know it was cutlass and the the iron age it was metal and cutlass and axe and all those things when they were very crude war kind of thing you know they'll be they'll be fighting and you see them so carry axe like this they run into each other throw axe cut head off and all that <laughs> and then later so 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 started like it's like this thing is crude man we need to we need to upgrade our life, our, our, our warfare Weapons that they created gone. So during that time, you still have a mixture of gun and spear and sword. Right? After a while, they leave sword because some people get more, got more sophisticated. They were using guns and what's that thing that it would shoot ball that will explode? Eh? Explosives. But there's those. Ah, I forgot. It's arsenal that. Uh, I forgot what that thing is called. It's in the logo of Asna, this football football club. Is a is a is a they'll put it's a, it's like a bomb, but it's a red hard big metal, right? That it's like a bomb too. They would they will put it inside the gun, but it's not it's not like a gun. It's a huge thing on the reset. Then they they will put fire, and they want the fire. I finish burning that it will now shoot boom then they will shoot the ball huge ball into the midst of people so anybody that that ball hits you are gone so they can use that ball to destroy buildings to destroy houses right so it's, they, they upgrade their weapons so when you see that can and you see you see gun is this sword you'll be carrying you two you got <laughs> you gotta look for how you get guns and, and all those things so people were upgrading their now they don't they don't even use now they consider all those things crude all those gunpowder, gun, they upgrade gun. It's not, they don't use gunpowder anymore. They are using bullets. Bullet. No, bullet is also from. Well, the, the 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 idea is also from the one they were using before, using gunpowders. But now it's bullet they use. Just put the bullet in there, shoot it, pa. Upgrading weapons, upgrading weapons. When they were discovering all those things, don't you think there's a spirit involved? Discoveries make so glad. If you don't, if sin is not mysterious, men wouldn't throw their soul at it. They wouldn't. Why? Because there is nothing adventurous there. Why do you think sin have lost? You just pulled them, lost. Somehow, when men have been pulled by lost, it's, it's almost like a mysterious something. Right? Just being. <laughs> just pull, it's just like a spell. But when you check it, it's just it's just the nature of, of of spirit, right? Lost, is a there's a pull to lost, right? Mm-hmm. That anything that can pull the soul must contain in it. It's almost like I want to discover this. Let me just or let me let me put this. I want to have an adventure. Because every time lust is pulling, it's, it's promising the soul an adventure. 
Like that's the best way I can explain it. Anytime the soul is being pulled by lust, it is promising it an adventure. Throw yourself into this adventure. Search it out. Because this Satan knows that there's honor in searching out. So God, right, it is the honor of the king too. It's the honor of, of, uh, of it is the honor of to search out it, but there's, 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 there's the, it's not, as I said, it is the honor of God to conceal a matter. Is it the honor of God? But I know that it says it's now the honor of kings to search it out. So you know, Satan knows that there's honor in searching. So he now gives souls occupations. So instead of using your soul to seek God, no mysteries of God, you can start using your soul to seek other things. Anything, right, that is taking your adventure spirit, right, is stealing your adventure in Revelation. Like we heard, like, lost is a stealer of Revelation. It's a, it's a thief. So anything, you, you, you see that statement we read in Romans 3, I think that's it, and then I begin to round up. I think we're done for today. But let me see if I can explain this thing a little bit more. But what I want us to see clearly is that your soul is designed for mystery. What you are meant to learn, what you are meant to know is mystery. It's not just to know about computer. It's not just to know about um, ants and worms and goats. It's, it's not just to learn about the mind of men. You know, we have different, different profession. What every soul is designed to learn is the mystery of God. There's nothing else to learn. Everything that men is learning today is Satan that give them the occupation. And again, it's because the soul have natural, like I was explaining earlier, the soul is built to be curious, is to search things. The, the soul is actually a tool for searching out things, for searching out mysteries. It's because we are falling. That's why we are now using it to search out ants, goats, uh, virus and bacteria. What else do we search out? We are, we are learning, you know, this world, we learn different things. We learn music, piano. It is the fallen nature. But what the soul is designed for is to understand high mysteries. The mystery a soul should learn is the mystery of God and of Christ. So mysteries that, so in case you are wondering, ah, what should I use my soul to learn? Simple, mystery of God, mystery of Christ. There are two mysteries that souls must learn. Let me quickly read Colossians 4. I think, is it Colossians 4 or Colossians 3? Is it two? Is it Philippians? I think, I think it's Colossians. Ephesians. Colossians. Ephesians, Philippians. Colossians. Eh? Sorry? So Colossians 2 verse... Is it two? Yeah. What does it say? 
Oh yes, that, that okay. That their hearts might be in love. Mm. You see, and that their hearts might be comforted, being needed together in love, unto all riches. Now, when you hear riches, you have to know that riches, at this, especially in this verse, when it don't talk about riches, it's almost the same as the Ephesians chapter three riches that we read. Say the unsearchable riches of Christ. And they are telling us here that unto what? Being in love and, and unto all riches. All. Not just Christ alone now. All riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of what? Of God and of the Father. And of Christ. Amen. So we see here that we have to learn the mystery of Christ and of God. But they also added Father here. But that Father is also a, is a full Christ. Right? That one is, is there's, when I talk about Father, that's an everlasting land. But, you know, we're not talking about everlasting now. But, but I'm just but what is clear here, right, is that you need to learn what the adventure of your soul is to learn the mystery of Christ, Father, and of God. Imagine you have all these mysteries. We are, we are still learning Holy Ghost. We never even finish Holy Ghost. We are still learning Christ. We never even finish Christ. If these mysteries are plenty, what should, it means that it can take a lifetime to, to search God out. Why? Generations have passed. We've not finished learning God. Do you know how many times they've been preaching gospel? Do you know why? So you, you think they're just preaching gospel to just keep souls in church and so that you don't go and sin and all those things? No. They are teaching the gospel so that one, souls can, can keep, at, keep the, at the adventure in the mysteries of God. And of course, you have to go to church, local church, right? You have to go to church. You have to be part of the body, right? Because that's what it does to allow you grow, right? It is it is standard. You must be part, right? And then you begin to hear sermons. Why? To ensure that that soul is finding enough adventure. Let me tell you, if they stop preaching the gospel today, I can bear it with you. Give this word. Ten years is gone. Let me tell you, it's even too plenty. Let all churches stop preaching. Then you will know. Then that's when you will know the power of the gospel. You think this word, you think this word is, ah, this word has been crazy. This word is crazy. You think it's crazy? Tell churches to stop preaching. Tell everybody, oh yeah, churches, ministries, all of you, stop preaching. We don't want preaching again. I give you 10 years. This world will be gone. And when it's gone, what will happen? Sodoma, Gomorrah. What, 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 is, what is the destiny of Sodoma and Gomorrah? It's destruction with fire. Let heaven rain down fire to destroy Sodom. Amen. I'm sure I will end in the next 10, 15 minutes, but 10 minutes is even too much for me. 
But what I'm trying to say is that I guess it's just an encouragement. I didn't even get into the teaching that I, that I, I picked in my spirit. But uh, on Saturday, we'll continue. I feel this. I, I don't know if somebody was praying somewhere that delayed me or did something. I don't know. It's only God that, it's only God, it's only God that knows. Even but, but, but I didn't know. It's like I just, what I, wanted, what I was saying is like I just, I just put it aside. I just moved this way. What's going on? I just put it Let's move. <laughs> what moved me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, and I, and I, it was just a quick encouragement. I want to encourage us, but I ended up talking for an hour and a half. Amen. But I'm saying this thing to let us know that the destiny of the soul is to learn mysteries. You should not be afraid of mysteries. You shouldn't be chaos fell, right? You should not be discouraged about mysteries or be discouraged about things you don't know. About scripture. You know, when you begin to hear word of righteousness, it's, it's possible that you can start realizing, ah, it's like I don't know Bible. That's not the time to give up. It's not condemnation. Actually, what they wanted to do is to give you understanding. To know Bible. Everyone, why must you know Bible? Because they want to teach you about your destiny. And God has given his word. He has hidden it inside these things. Where should you search for the riches of Christ? It's inside scripture. Which means scripture must be given as understanding. They must give you understanding. They must make you understand. Your mind is not, is not dull. Your mind is spirit. You have a spiritual mind. When you get born again and you receive the Holy Ghost, something has happened to you. Now imagine you got filled with the Holy Ghost. And you begin to speak in tongues. See that, that tongue thing? Ah, I land here, Sha. See that tongue? Tongue is your first introduction to mystery. What do you think? When you, when you, start begin, when you begin to speak in tongues, why, why, why are you saying things you don't understand? Say, so he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh speak not unto men, but unto God. Say, so, albeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. If one only goes first land on you, the first thing you began to speak, are mysteries. That's what tell you. Your destiny is tied to understanding mysteries. Amen. Eh? Holy Ghost came. What When somebody comes, they tell you, sometimes, sometimes they even think you are foolish speaking in tongues. No, 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 no. Don't speak tongues here. It is not, it's not meant for you to be spoken. Please, keep your mouth shut. No. They are, what you are, when you are speaking in tongues, you are exercising your, your mysterious What's that word? I'm looking for what to say. But when you are speaking in the spirit, you are, you, are, you are exercising your mysterious senses. If you are speaking in tongues, hey, blah, 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 you are praying. Things are happening in the spirit. Guess what? It can begin to move mysteries. Understand. You know sometimes when you are praying, understanding can come. Sometimes I'm just praying about something. I'm just praying. I just, maybe I pick my phone. As I'm praying in the spirit, I can just remember something I have to say to somebody. Or, ah, I just get an understanding about, ah, I should do something. How do you think that happened? I just decoded a mystery in the spirit. Meaning that your life is, see, all your spiritual life, all your spiritual, all your spiritual stride, adventure, is tied to mysteries. Am I lying? How is it not a mystery? The moment you got born again, is it not mysterious? You believed it. 
You just believed. How did that happen to you? Somebody, you can, you can be... You can be in your room and then you just hear one message, just one message, and all of a sudden you're on your knees crying. Oh Lord, forgive me, I want to be born. What just happened? That what just happened is a mysterious occurrence. It means that your entire life has a destiny intertwined with solving mysteries. Anything that is not mysterious, the soul will not take it. Which and God must come to you in that in that way. Why? Because in our, God kept himself in mysteries. The first mystery you are discovering is the Holy Ghost. When you began to decipher mysteries, the, your first encounter, your, your first co-op. You know what co-op is? It's called a work internship, work experience. They want to introduce you into the workforce. You go to co-op. It's Holy Ghost. It's Holy Ghost world. When you practice what is inside of you, that's when they begin to bring desires for mysteries out of you. Holy Ghost. If, if you like Holy Spirit, honestly, you will like mysteries. Or you don't think so? I know, I know most of you, we just like the simple one, the one that just tells us, take a car, take spoon, take food, give it to Jide. We like that one. But we don't like the one. That speaks Lebragadagadosh, and all of a sudden, wisdom comes. You begin to understand certain things in the spirit. You may not so like that, but I mean, there's no soul that will love Holy Ghost. If you are, if you are, if you are, if you are a, a drinker of spirit and you are a lover of ghost, there's no way you will love mystery. Why? Because the relationship with the Holy Ghost is mysterious. Everything, they, they've, it's like they've wired your experience to always have mysteries. And I've explained why. Because the Lord knows that your soul is a, is a mysterious soul. Every soul is a mystery. Yourself, sometimes you wonder, ah, ah, am I the one that behaved this way? You are a mystery to yourself. <laughs> you, are, you are discovering yourself every day. Why? why do you think that is? It's because of the nature of the soul. And the nature with, and, and the knowledge with which they, they install things in soul. It comes as a mystery. It is installed as a mystery, even though you understand, but it's actually a mystery inside you. It's a mystery. When it sits as understanding, it's, an, it's a mystery. Which by, sometimes when you are saying it, oh, and souls that don't have maybe access to understand, they may not understand. Why am I saying this? See this Bible. See as it is written. It's mysterious. They are beginning to op- they are opening it, but you know who wrote it? Holy Ghost. True men began to write. Then they were penning down mysteries. Imagine like when you are coding things. That's the lettering. It looks plain, Abby. And Jesus went, but all these things are mysteries, codes that the soul needs to decipher. This is actually a, a ciphered message. Bible is a ciphered message. You need the Holy Ghost, who is the decipher, to decipher the word, to give you access. Amen. Are we blessed tonight? And I'm just saying this to make us understand that, see, there's nothing too mysterious that you can't understand. So the moment you pick a sense, ah, they're about to talk about mysteriousness, don't just check out. See, I want, I want, I want to hit on that, on that position. It's, and I know that, that thing, that's, 
that heart posture because I, I've done it before. Whereby, not, not, not just even that I've done it before, is that most of the time it comes and stares you in the face. Why? They are preaching. As they are preaching, you can quickly just say, I'll listen to it later. That's part of it. Why? Because the moment you make that decision, you've decided that you're not going to give yourself fully to what is being said. And there is no way you position yourself that way and you get most of out of the teaching. What you do is you actually have to go back and listen again to actually get anything. Meaning that you are postponing your blessing. Abi, it's a postponement of blessing. And then you be, and then you, you cannot hear ever learning, but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What's happening? Heart posture. Ever learning, just there. Hearing, hearing, hearing. Why? There's a heart. Even there's a heart posture souls must have. Even though you don't understand, you may not, you may not understand it. Can you have faith enough to believe it? Can you have faith enough to believe it? Believing doesn't mean you fully understand. It's just believing. Meaning that you are listening with belief in your heart. And you are, you are posturing your heart to, to receive that which is being preached. Amen. So, I hope tonight we are already encouraged. We are encouraged that we can understand mysteries. Because your soul is wired that way. So don't think it's only specific. No, you are wired to, to, to decode mysteries. And God kept himself as a mystery for you. So you can see the, in the, how things are connected now. That you must have a posture to understand mystery. Not just, just say, just say, Satan's in my level. Let me understand and I go, no. You must be positioned to understand mysteries. You must be positioned to understand hard sayings. Remember, remember, remember when Jesus, I think we read it a little bit. I'm not too sure. Maybe it's not here. Ah, or maybe I was reading it somewhere earlier. When Jesus was talking to the, okay, we were reading it earlier. Just talking to the disciples. And Jesus was saying some things to them. He said, these are, these are hard sayings. Who can hear them? It is you can hear them. Why? Because to you pertained the oracle. Amen. What is oracle? An oracle is a is a is a speaker of mysteries. Have you ever have you ever seen uh, all these uh, babas, alawos, you know, these juju juju men when they begin to do incantation? Oh, they, they will say all the incantation. It sounds mysterious. Right? And you, the Ifa priest, when they are interpreting, it sounds mysterious. Why? They'll tell you, oh, Okoron. This, this, that. This, this, that. They, they, they begin to arrange it. Then they begin, then they, they'll tell you the interpretation. This is what it means. Do you have somebody? That, that, that's an oracle speaking. Meaning oracle speaks mysteries. Oracle speaks in mysteries. If oracle is not speaking mysteries, there won't be a need for a priest. Because a priest is he who can hear the mysteries to tell the commoners. So a priest is a gap, is, is, is bridging a gap between God and men. Meaning, he goes before men to contact God, to give them. Meaning, they know that what God is saying is a mystery. So we need somebody that can interpret it. The same way 
the Israelite told Moses, go and hear what he has to say. When God landed on Sinai, he landed with mysteries, trumpets, right? All those things they are talking about, say, with, with, a, with it's, a, it's a sound, trump, that voice of a trump, it, it sounded like, like an alarm, you know that kind of a sound, and, and thunderings and lightnings, those are mysterious languages. Thunderings, lightning, you know, th that thundering, those lightning, they are voices. They are saying something. What's a thunder? It's a voice. Loud. Boah. Lightning is a silent thunder. Lightning. You see light. Sometimes when lightning is like, it's like all these uh, July, July 1st uh, bangers. You know those things that that's Fireworks, they are, those fireworks are talking. But God has his own fireworks. And it's, it's, it's the voice of mystery. When, the, when God is displaying fireworks around you, you should be excited. You know when you see fireworks, you are excited? You should be excited. When they are displaying fireworks, some of us, the way we behave is, ah, this fire, I can't understand it so so, you know. But no, when they are displaying fireworks, you should be excited. When you see mysteries, it shouldn't put you off. Don't shut your heart to understanding. Don't shut your heart to mysteries. Make sure that as you are hearing them, you position your heart to understand. You know that they begin to talk, as they are talking, everything that has been said is just passing over. Let me wait for the one that would, that would touch me and then I will go. Everything is meant to touch you. Amen. Is a heart position. It's a heart position. You have it's, and it's a decision you must make. Like I was saying, even I was meeting. You know, when meeting is ongoing, first hour awesome, second hour awesome. Especially when Reverend is teaching, when it gets to third hour, the heart can begin to be go weary, and it's almost like you are holding revelation, and then it gets to an hour, you just drop it, and everything that is said after that, glory to Jesus. Right. But they had, you had supposed to endure to the end. Enjoying to the end is a training that a heart must have. Learn to endure to the end. Like I was saying, was it was it Saturday I was saying this that sometimes when the Lord began to teach, do not wonder. The, the main thing they want to teach is really at the end. But they can they must have they might have used like one, two, three hours trying to explain what they really want to say. And then the end, which is like maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes, is the main message. But a heart must have followed and then you now get to the last minute and then drops it. Just like the ten virgins. You have five that were foolish. You have five that were wise. The foolish ones, ah, said they don't have oil in their vessel. They need to go to where they can buy. Ah, no oil in, my, no oil in their vessel means they don't have endurance too. Not enough spirit. They don't have endurance. At the last minute, they needed, they dropped it. They needed to go and get more oil from those that sell. Amen. So I want us to just have that art posture that you can understand mysteries. You can understand on you can understand the mystery of God. You can understand the mystery of Christ. You can understand the mystery of the Father, right? You can, you can have understanding concerning this thing. You can understand Bible. 
You can understand. Amen. Are we blessed? Are we blessed? I think I'm going to just run down. Let's just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you, Father, for, for all that you've done. Thank you, Father, for encouraging us in your word. Lifting our heart up that the mysteries is for us. We can understand mysteries. That we should set our hearts right concerning hearing your word, hearing your mysteries. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for today. We give you all the praise. We thank you for how you've helped us to uh, just be encouraged tonight in your light, in your word. We say we are exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray, Lord, that the things you've said to us today, Father, that they will bear fruit in us in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will install faith in our heart to yield our heart to understanding in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that that which you have for us, Lord, that is still in the air, Lord, that you would, by mercy, keep them for us. That we will not lose any of the blessing that you have for us today in the name of Jesus. Father, by the time we revisit these things, Lord, my heart that you will show us mercy, great mercy for to be blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that mercy will be sufficient for us this week in the name of Jesus. And as we go about our day this week, Lord, that you will visit us afresh in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that the faith, the heart attitude, posture to learn mystery, you will, you will give to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We establish faith in our heart by mercy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.